0: What's
1: up, everybody? Welcome back. This is Drifting on Memories. This is your host, uh, Raul, and um, I'm back in LA, back in my stomping grounds, and um, just love all the great feedback we've been getting. Thanks everybody that um, participated in the raffle of the podcast t-shirts, and uh, we, we have the link up now. Um, on our Instagram page if you like to order t-shirts um, go ahead and uh, click on the bio and you can see that again thanks for everybody that participated uh, we had a couple great episodes recently so great getting a lot of good feedback from that um, as I mentioned I am you know what I, I, we've got very important topics this time around i mean all the interviews are important topics but this time was like a a really big deal um and i got some great guests and i'm really looking forward to how this all kind of plays out um and it really is about community you know, and community um, concerns, uh, lowrider community concerns. So, um, y- you know, I'm really happy to do this. I'm really excited to, uh, to do this and to get, you know, to get this conversation going and, and really get some real momentum, you know, and the podcast for me uh, personally has always been, you know, for the community, by the community, not allowing kind of, for me, it's been important not allow outside Entities that kind of tell our story of lowriders and tell our story of community and culture uh, because that's been happening for so long and and I know I've said it in other episodes um, and I really love the feedback that I get from people all over that say, you know what, keep doing it. Thank you for being a voice. honestly i don't see it that way i don't see myself that way i don't see myself like preserving you know i'm just giving maybe a small platform to people that need it and people that i admire so so um you know without further uh, ado um again um back in l.a back in one of my favorite spots which is hello stranger um through through the hello stranger organization with angela romero and so i really want to thank angela again for opening up her space for community for me for the podcast um check her out check what they're doing the organization is always doing something very cool hello stranger uh, if you haven't heard the episode that I that I did with Angela go ahead and go back it's a really great story um, okay so with that um, a, a couple people I want to uh, acknowledge you know is uh, one that, that's sitting right here right by me is Lorraine Quiñones Lorraine's an educator a local activist um, lately she's been making some major waves in the lowrider community uh, Lorraine began began a campaign well is a big part of the campaign um to educate others in the la area southern california area and california i guess um about anti-cruising laws and what we can do collectively about it as as voters and as you know part of the community um and then my other guest also is aida castaneda and aida is an organizer in san diego and uh, a big part of the united lowrider coalition that helped um, in getting cruising protected, in my view, you know, uh, helped getting cruising protected um, and and displayed for the, and a way to continue to display the beautiful art of Lowrider within our community. So thank you both for being here. Thank you both for doing it. Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, I And um, I'm gonna let you talk, I swear. I'm gonna let others talk. Uh, but um, a couple of things that I did wanna ask, um, and I'll go ahead and ask you, Lorraine. Um, um, can I get a little bit of ba- um, Thank you first, and can I get a little background from you? Um, do you have a low rider? Are you part of the low rider community? Um, uh, yeah. So let's start with that.
2: Okay. Hi everyone. This is Lorraine, and um, thank you for tuning in and and supporting Raúl here and drifting on memories and the continued efforts that we all, um, you know, collectively work on together. Um, I'm from East LA area at the moment. I live in East LA off of Whittier Boulevard. And um, I did not grow up here. I grew up in the city of Orange in Orange County is my background. Um, I grew up up there and started my community college out there, coursework. And then when I got married and had our son, we moved out to LA area to go to Cal State LA. Um, so we transferred there and that's really what brought us to LA. Um, my husband actually moved out out here and then I just followed suit. You know, We had just gotten married. So I've been in LA since 2003 and um, finished my coursework at Cal State University LA. Uh, to become a teacher. I'm an elementary school teacher um, for LAUSD, Los Angeles Unified School District. And I am a UTLA chapter chair at my site. So that's our teachers union. Uh, So that, um, you know, helped out with a lot of my activism work. And um, just been out here in LA, you know, just enjoying the culture since 2003. And um, I've loved where I grew up. Home is in orange. But la has actually became you know my new home Mm,
3: um
2: this is where really what's really made me who i am i think as as a grown woman now Uh, a mom of three uh like i said married i married my really junior high junior high sweetheart um so we've been together really since um you know eighth grade we were friends and hanging out so we have three kids together and uh, we are solo riders. We do own three classic cars. We have a 1971 Chevelle that my husband and brother-in-law like built from the ground up. And then we have a 1963 Drop Top Nova Supersport. That's a little project, it runs. I still drive it around, I don't care, we love it. <laughs> um, and we have our Pride and Joy, my lovely uh, Dreamer, we call her 1957. Bel Air, uh, four door, no post, you know, we put the whole family in there, mother-in-law, neighbors, you know, friends, family and we cruise the boulevard we cruise all over the neighborhood but you know our our heart is Whittier Boulevard nice and the preservation of Whittier Boulevard so um that's a little bit about yeah, myself that's good <laughs> thank
1: you learning thank you um and and i kind of felt like i'm going to kick it off with those type of questions because for me and and, I, and a lot of people that i know too that's one of our first thing is like when somebody is you know leading some movement stuff when somebody is you know educating us on on our rights as as a community as culture one of at least for me and maybe even just the people i hang with are like yeah but are they low riders you know what i mean and i kind of i don't know why exactly just because i think because we're so protective of of our culture you know and our people Mm -hmm. that we're like are, do they understand what we're, we're going through, what we've been through? So thank you for answering that. It's so you know, nice to hear that, too, that you are a part of it, that you do cruise, that, you're, you, know, that you understand it's a family kind of like oriented uh, community. So that, that's big time. So that's really great. Aida, thank you for hanging on. Um, same thing. Can I get a little bit of your background and also like how much involved are you with the lowrider community?
4: Yeah. Well, thank you again for having me. Uh, Big shout to Lorraine who asked me to participate. Um, Again, you know, my name is Aida Castaneda. I serve as the uh, political advisor for the United Lowrider Coalition. Um, A little bit of my own background. I was born and raised here in San Diego. Um, I grew up in Barrio Logan um, and was rooted in community activism, especially grassroots community activism by way of my father. Uh, we got really involved with local efforts relating to environmental injustice in our local communities um, urban planning um, and a lot of these dynamics with our community intersect with the chicano culture Uh, so a big part of of why i got into and so invested into this um, this movement was because i saw my community struggling and i think it was critical for me to provide my own expertise on, on how we can manage this and as a as an organizer first and foremost I knew that we had an opportunity. Um, When I was 23 years old, I started working uh, with the California State Legislature. Uh, So a big part of my career has been in local government. I represented a local assembly member here in San Diego. Um, I became her senior field representative and then I became her political advisor. Um, So in in being wrapped up in, in local government and understanding the dynamics of who these elected officials are, I felt um, like there was a unique opportunity for our community to, to have that platform, um, whether it was by way of those connections that I, I had evolved over the years, but really an opportunity to gather consensus. Um, ultimately, um, what I do now is that I'm a, I'm a local community, I call it community lobbyist. <laughs> I've had my own firm for about a, um, January, I kicked it off in this year. Um, but really my, my objective, um, in working with the United Loretta coalition was to really build up civic engagement as a whole. I realized that our community has been very disillusioned by local government. Um, I now live in national city, which is a smaller municipality within the greater, uh, County of San Diego. That's really small. We have about a population of 60,000 people. Uh, but we also have majority Chicanos and a lot of, in our community, our median household income is about. 38,000 so you have a community that is uniquely chicano and and also very poor and it's it's critical to kind of make the distinctions because as we move on within this time frame you know in the 90s and how these policies came to be about people often forget that pete wilson and Mm -hmm. and the residue of prop 187 um mayor pete wilson was mayor of san diego yeah. Uh, so San Diego was a pretty conservative town. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to some instances, we just started to become more progressive over the years. And and being a part of the last 10 years of San Diego government and, and just the, the transition of leadership, it felt a very, um, it felt like a, a perfect time to have this discussion. Um, so although I may not own a lowrider, I'm I'm I. My sisters and my and my brother also were a part of cruising culture in National City on Highland Avenue. It was a big part of their of hanging out with the with the local community. I was too young, maybe at the time, to to take part in those activities because they got banned in
3: 1992.
4: Yeah. Uh, But my heart is with the Chicano community um, and activism and organizing is my expertise. So I felt it was important for me to lend a hand and and extend it any way that I could. Um, And really, it was the the local. Elders in our community that really inspired me to do a lot of this work. Um, big shout out to Minister Alberto Pulido, who's a professor, a Studies professor at USD, who produced a documentary, um, a KQED documentary is the NPR affiliate in the Bay Area about the low rider community in San Diego. And, and just the the, the struggles and the even since the 70s, and how we've had to have these similar discussions. And recognizing that we had a a local city council a national city that were mainly progressives and mainly latinos and i figured you know this could be the opportunity for us to repeal it Um, unfortunately we're probably going to be the last city in the county uh, rather than the state to pass this ordinance now considering that um, Sacramento has followed suit, uh, San Jose has followed suit, and now Santa Ana is following suit. Um, if anything, as, as much as it is uh, rather embarrassing to have a city that is continuing to rebuke and, and, and getting to consume then what they call unintended consequences of this repeal, I know that we'll get there at some point uh, because that's what the electoral process is for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think a lot of what is rooted here is it's, it's a civil rights fight that San Diego in uh, National City um, community members have been fighting for far too long, um, and and I think it's very obvious what this what this law does. Right, it's a very racist ordinance mm-hmm. that was quite literally intended to keep certain people away from the west side of National City. Um, so it's it's a um, it's a conversation that we have about equity all the time in government, but no one quite really knows how to do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so when you offer this opportunity to build up equity uh, with local elected officials. Uh, they almost see uh, they see the worst case scenario, like as if our community has to bear the burden of of the great, of greater society. Um, and that's just um, you. You can't put that on the community. That's not our burden to bear. That's quite literally the government's burden to bear. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very um, obvious uh, that that government is, is trying to throw the rule book at us without really knowing how it works. Yeah. Um, so it's been very frustrating, yeah. uh, but I've been encouraged, and I continue to be inspired by our friends. You know, it's been taking us a year and a half to get here, and we'll probably be in this for another six months trying to to repeal it until we get a new city council. Um, but you know, before I go on my own tangent on on where we are, a big part of my heart is is with the Chicano community, and I, I've been grateful to be um, to have been able to share space with my brothers and sisters within the lowrider community. Uh, So I I come with with an open heart um, and and willing to do whatever I can to speak uh, truth to power. And that's kind of what we've been doing here in National City.
1: That's awesome. Thank you so much. My next question for you both was really going to be, why is this important to you? But honestly, you guys answered that already, you know, and I wanted to ask you kind of quickly. I know recently, um, and clarify this for me, Aida, um, Mm -hmm. there was some, because I know what, how historic you know, obviously Chicano Park is, but also Highland Avenue. Recently, there was something that came up, and I just again I don't know too much. If you can kind of clarify, it's something about like um, allowing cruising there, but there was going to be some sort of fee or something like that. There was going to be right. What can you give me like a little kind of background on that? Like, were they were they trying to get the lowriders and the people who were cruising to pay for it? Because we've had here in los angeles we i mean this has been going on for years since the 70s that we've been trying to get like anti-harassment anti-cruising laws um you know abolished but We've had some conversation with law enforcement, the East LA Sheriff, CHP, and they, they, they kind of just passed the buck. And it's been my experience. They passed the buck and say, no, well, you got to go talk to CHP. No, well, you got to go talk to these uh, politicians. No, well, you know, they love to have the lowriders in our parade, you know, in the East LA parade, the Hollywood parade, all these parades. They love having the lowriders, right? Or even displaying saying, come, come to LA, visit Whittier Boulevard. There's beautiful lowriders. but. They've, they've, they haven't got, I, not that I know, they've gotten to the point where they said, hey, but we're going to need you to pay for this. You know, if you want to cruise, I, I've heard them say things like, well, you, we, we don't want you cruising because it's, it's, um, it's, you know, like some sort of hazard that won't allow ambulance, fires, uh, fire trucks to get by because you guys are blocking everything, right? right so is that kind of like the same thing that was going on in highland that they were saying well if you want to cruise it you got to pay for us to shut it down what's that about
4: yeah it's it's an interesting dynamic right and and just to kind of give you some context and some background um ultimately what we decided on as as a um as a low rider ad hoc committee within the city of national city is that important having the discussion about a repeal the, the mayor um, felt like we needed to orchestrate some sort of events, some events that would be, uh, they were trial runs um, and, this, and just kind of gauge what it would look like if we decided to embrace this wholeheartedly by having events um, and congregating in a space like Highland Avenue. Um, and I'll tell you that the nostalgia of Highland Avenue was a big part um, or was the you know one of the most salient points for, for, for the city or more like the, the mayor and the, the police officers. Uh, but I think for us, we realized that the way in which um, the urban planning on Highland Avenue has kind of manifested within the last couple of years, it was gonna be congested and it was gonna be difficult. So a lot of the, the vision was to have it on National City Boulevard. Ultimately, we had to compromise having it on National City Boulevard and we wanted to have it on a Saturday, Uh, but they were gonna charge us eight thousand dollars just for the pd
1: okay got you yeah so
4: because of that Uh we said okay we'll change it to a friday Uh because pd already has overtime police officers there yeah but ultimately what we're discussing is having the events they told us okay we're gonna have this for free you guys don't have to pay anything we're like all right this is gonna this is gonna work right ultimately there could be um, and I think we're, we're willing to take accountability to how how many people we anticipated having and how many people actually showed up. OK, um, and there was a big discrepancy there right? in a sense that we didn't know what we were going to get into. I mean, this was an event that was going to happen. It was historical based on the, the legislative intentions that we had that hadn't been discussed before. Mm-hmm. But in having this event on May 6th, I'll never forget that date. <laughs> um, it was an overwhelming success, so overwhelming that we even congested the the adjacent freeway on the 54. Wow. Um, between, uh, you know, national city and it really extends all the way out to uh, Spring Valley, which is more East San Diego. Yeah. So because of that uh, gridlock and because people weren't advised, people started to kind of pick up on, okay, this this is much bigger than we anticipated. Right. Uh, apart from having a pay PD, which is about $8,000 per cruise, and we still had five cruises to go, uh, we also needed to pay Caltrans because Caltrans needed to have their um, you know the, the, the jumbotrons on the freeway needed to appear and say, "Oh got you avoid this route. Yeah.
1: yeah
4: that was another couple thousand. Um, we had to also pay the the local city um, city staff, the engineering department so that they can better route us so that we can kind of figure that out. Um, and then we also had to pay MTS, the local metropolitan uh, transit, transit system
1: uh-huh.
4: and that was another fee. So altogether, it would have amounted to about twenty, eighteen to twenty thousand dollars per cruise.
1: Eighteen to and twenty thousand for a cruise. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and we some and we somehow had to like magically, um, right. Create this uh, this revenue stream within like six weeks. Yeah. And and for us it was like, and I, and I told the mayor straight out. I said, like, look, if this is what you're imposing, they're gonna pull out.
1: Yeah, for I sure. And, and why poison. not? And why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: But ultimately, we were subjected to a variety of different fees ranging from state fees to local fees to uh, regional fees um, to to really cruise down a public street. But, you know, the reality is, is that I think a lot of what is being lost here is that the reason why we have so many people is because you had people that were there in solidarity against an ordinance that was used to literally um, legitimize uh, government's um, racism i mean it's yeah. it's really that simple and that's why you have so many people there and yeah. the mayor didn't want to believe that and it's so mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. you know you can believe that or not the reality is that people are starting to become more aware and yeah. they're starting to pull up their own political agency and they're going to push back so we, that's when we decided to completely pull out of the effort keep in mind though that the the mayor and the city council ultimately um legislated around um the ordinance um go, uh, was suspended for six months uh to have these events So technically, that's still a thing. I mean, it's technically still suspended. They haven't governed around it or they haven't created new policy around it.
1: Right. Okay.
4: Technically, it's still uh, suspended. Yeah.
1: And I think you're absolutely right. And it's a conversation Lorraine and I have been having about the whole like persecution, racist kind of, you know, these racist policies or these racist laws. Um, And they really are targeting us, you know, specifically when it's, I mean, it's straight up, no cruising, anti-cruising, you know? So we feel it, but now we're talking a little bit further about the impact that has on our community, the impact that has on our children. And, And to be able to be like, look, this is our culture. This is what we've come up This is an art form. This is, you know, and then you're you're criminalizing it, you know, and we're looking at the impact of that has on our community and our people. But I want to give Lorraine a chance to talk about ACR 176 as well. But I want to read this statement because when I kind of looked into it and and this is me kind of coming in a bit biased just because I own lowrider magazines from the 70s. And back then they were writing articles about this, you know, back then they were talking about what do we do? How do we organize? What what you know, who do we meet with? You know, and for me, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been a lowrider all my life. My parents were lowriders. I've almost become kind of really kind of jaded with the whole. Will this ever work? Right. Will this ever even happen? But I could totally congratulate San Diego because when I heard about the lowrider, rider, um, unifying there and then bringing back and uh, um chicano park and all that it was such a like within california southern california it was such an impact to lowriders like man you know san Diego's doing it you know highland avenue mm-hmm. um um you know um
2: At with sacramento lowrider they repealed the 34 year old ban. like they have successfully yeah that's repealed it like god bless san diego crazy. and continuing the fight like right. la is right there like with san diego they're actually right. a step ahead but you know yeah. and they continue the fight and they're not losing sight of of the value behind repealing this anti-cruising yeah. ordinance but like sacramento sacramento is huge huge in
1: lowrider history and, you and know? they've
2: like re- actually Story had it King. repealed yeah. you yeah. know Sacramento.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so, so I wanted to, uh, you know, like I said, I, I was kind of getting into it. Um, I, I went into it having like this biased notion about it. Um, so I, I put this together and I said um, the Senate bill that combats the California's um, anti-cruising law. Uh, what this means to me is an actual state legislator, le- legislation that will let our voice for once kind of be heard, um, something that we can build for ourselves and lead within ourselves in our community um, with our own concerns in mind. And so really talking about, you know, how this is affecting our community, our youth and. Um, But again, and then the flip side of that was just like, you know, what I've seen for so long and what I've seen and what I mean by that is harassment, cars impounded, you know, brutality, you know, um, you know, criminalization, you know, and
2: and
1: citations, you know, the towings like it's really effed up. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was like, you know. This is good. And and so maybe I don't know if I'm speaking for my audience, but it's like, how do we like get down with this? How do we say like throw in our support for this, too? Because because unfortunately, we've been through so much And, and I've had stories within my own family with, you know, getting pulled over and cops just, you know, like beating up the cars. You know, beating up the cars, hitting the cars, beating up the, the drivers, you know, we've really been through some some, you know, some major, you know, um, trauma, trauma of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah so, oh, yeah. so how do you become a believer in that continued struggle yeah. and fight? And how do we believe it mm-hmm. again right? And, yeah. for someone like yourself? Because yeah. I'm kind of like with Aida, like I didn't grow up in it, but like, you know, I'm 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 an activist, I'm a Chicana, and, and this is part of who we are. And so it's something that's, I'm I'm kind of like on that same level as Aida and then later became a cruiser and things like that so tell
1: us a little bit about that about the acr 176 and and you specifically Lorraine. i know that you kind of just i don't know like you did so well on like gaining some momentum and meeting the right people and talking about what can happen and and even when you were like letting people know like hey go to this um go to this site Mm -hmm. and and let us know what you think and Mm -hmm. here's how we can how we can bring this up to uh up to their table politicians table in california
2: Okay, so ACR 176 is written by Luz Rivas, an assembly member out of uh, San San Fernando Valley. I hope I got that right, <laughs> Luz. Um, anyhow, she's here in LA area, and she authored this resolution. We'll hear more from her later in the podcast. Um, hopefully she um, joins us at 345. Anyhow, it is a resolution to repeal the anti-cruising ordinance
1: within California within
2: California so um, she wrote it so that it is um, a means to uh, celebrate the culture of cruising to honor its history Mm -hmm. and to encourage local um, officials to you know have the conversations back at wherever it is they serve in their community Um, so like for myself in East LA um, the unincorporated area of East LA, our LA County Supervisor is Hilda Solis. Mm-hmm. So hopefully um, ACR 176 will pass. I believe the third reading is today, August 8th. Mm-hmm. I'm following the, the resolution on um, where you can track bills. And so I saw that the third reading is today. It's already had some amendments to it. Um, Sacramento Lowrider Commission is actually stated in the resolution. Whittier Boulevard is named as the fountainhead of cruising culture and East Los Angeles. San Diego is mentioned in there. So many um, famous cruising locations are mentioned in this resolution. So it's a way to honor and respect Mm -hmm
1: low-riding culture, right?
2: acknowledge the, the history, history. Mm-hmm. and to then take those conversations back to our own local officials and for them to engage with community members.
1: So basically it's a way to put something together and say, hey, this is something that we should all be discussing bringing in our, our constituents, bringing in our community saying, hey, now let's really examine what the impact of cruising and how we can make it you know possible with without harassment without shutting it down right is that yes i believe
2: that that's the goal right that's the (laughs) goal okay
1: good good
2: yes so that is why i am so like in favor and in support of acr 176 as is our our individuals here joining us today with the united lowrider coalition and sacramento lowrider Commission.
1: Maybe we can hear a little bit from the Yes, Sacramento so Commission. I
2: know you had an important question. What? Why should we even believe in ACR 176? Yes. Raul was yeah. asking.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. How totally. do I buy into yeah. another
2: effort in repealing yes. the ordinance or the hashtag, right? Cruising is not a crime. So maybe we can hear, um, we heard from Aida, maybe um, Carlos from Sacramento Lowrider Commission if you want to introduce yourself and then maybe we can even have Olivia and um, we have our other uh, Flavio from Sacramento Lowrider Commission here as well. So Carlos, are you available to tell us about yourself and background and why should people believe in ACR 176?
0: Yeah, uh, how's it going? My name is Carlos Rodriguez. I'm with Sacramento Dukes Car Club, Uh, representing Northern California for Dukes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, man, this this is all happening really fast up here in Sacramento. We, uh, you know, beginning of the year, none of this was even formed for us. And now it just seems like all of California is shining light on, on uh, all this stuff that's going on with cruising in all these uh, cities. And uh, um, up here in Sacramento, we, we, we had a process that we took. Obviously, there's no written... You know a uh, book on how to how to how to form a commission or councils or any of that stuff because you know uh every city's different every city's got different uh setup. you know you got county and all that stuff so we kind of had to just uh figure this out on our own and uh we put people in place and we were successful and to be honest with you i mean it, it took a lot of work it probably took some luck and uh, just an all-star of everyone uh, staying in their lanes and getting stuff done up here. Mm-hmm. And um, I never heard of, uh, really, until Lorraine was uh, has been bringing up the, the whole um, uh, the, the
2: resolution, that... ACR
0: 176. Yeah. And see, I mean, we, we, we have here, we, we just, you know, we had this ordinance that, you know, has changed names and was no longer in effect. But still, you know, we, we, we were kind of figuring out what they had in place for us up here. Uh, so it's good that we're tackling stuff like that, that is that is statewide. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it's a precaution for all of us low riders all over the, the state to uh, make sure that they can't just turn a switch on uh, uh, a lot of this stuff. And like, I see what they're doing in Whittier Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's crazy that they're going through all these crazy efforts to make sure that, uh, you know, cruising, uh, in their eyes, I mean, it, it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's all mental therapy. It's uh, right. bringing you know, every time we step out in our cars, we're filling up with gas. We're, we know yeah. we're not going to eat dinner at home, so it's we're a gonna family
1: oriented. Out, yeah,
0: out out and about. Uh, where you know the kids see stuff. We end up going to buy stuff. I mean, it's a whole process of. You know, uh, stuff that we're financially dishing out to the community, uh, local communities everywhere we go. Uh, We go to San Jose. We know that's a whole day of us eating out and supporting other, you know, communities and vendors and everything. And and people don't consider any of that stuff. People don't consider that all of a sudden the gas stations are packed and they're, you know, they're making more on a weekend that they would make, you know, the whole month. Uh, food vendors are being slammed with, you know, people coming in and mm-hmm. and uh, experiencing their, you know, dining stuff out there and uh, just everywhere. It, it, we affect so much in the economy and no one wants to talk about that stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We
0: want to talk about the one percent people that aren't low riders that come out and mess things up for people like us. And obviously, when things happen and they take off, we're the ones standing there because we obviously have nothing to run. F- you know, we have no reason to run, no no reason to hide but we're yeah. you know standing there with you know our hands in our pockets and wondering like well, why are you guys blaming us for that we have nothing to do with it yeah so um it's great that people are, are shining a light on this and and communities all over california are st- sticking together now uh for for this reason and and repealing their local ordinances and this ac uh you know
2: lorraine could fill in on acr um, 176
0: acr <laughs> 176 i know she has that down uh memory pretty good but we all need we all need to uh you know reach out and help her and help all these different national city everyone and and stick together on this because the more and more we're united uh you know the stronger we are and the stronger you know we look to uh politicians as well and um it's a big thing i mean this is you know we're we're california you know we're like the mecca of 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 low riding yeah we
1: are and i think you're absolutely right when you say that like um we need to galvanize, we need to organize with each other. We need to talk to each other, check in with each other and really lead this, you know, as a whole statewide kind of um, kind of charge, you know, where it, it's great that we have the San Diego you know, uh, Sacramento Low Rider Commission, you know, that we have these commissions throughout kind of, you know, but it's, but when we silo it, you know, then it's not so, it's not so effective. But if mm-hmm. we get together and we motivate our own community, I think that's, you're absolutely right, Carlos. And, and I agree with you also when you say it kind of just happened abruptly almost, you know, Lorraine has been doing a great job. All these people have been doing a great job. But, you know, again, for me, ACR 176 wasn't, you know, it 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 did kind of pop up on, on the radar, and mm-hmm. I wasn't too sure again because just of like the history of of us, you know, trying to cruise, you know, lawfully or cruise without harassment. But but you know, it needed to happen, and it needs to happen, and it's and it's great that it's happening so soon. You know, um, we want to check in maybe with Sacramento.
2: Yes, we have um, Flavio and Olivia. I know Olivia joined us first. Olivia. Um, maybe you want to take part in telling us who you are and like what you do with Sacramento Lowrider Commission and then why should people believe in ACR 176?
5: Thank you, Lorraine. Yes, uh, Olivia Fonseca. I have been cruising, um, I'm gonna say 50 years. So now you can guess my age. (laughs) (laughs) What's nice is that uh, as a female in the Sacramento Lowrider Commission, Um, I am involved in the policy and government uh, liaison affairs for the commission. We are a non-profit now because uh, we need to elevate who we are as lowriders and be able to share with the city that we are available to provide those services that they're seeking from us as lowriders, right? As as was mentioned earlier, they ask us to be at parades, they ask us, you know, to be in the forefront of bringing kids to events, you know, we Mm -hmm. do our own events with... Uh, fundraising right. and uh, back to school activities. So as a liaison, um, myself and Francine Mata, who is the uh, president of the Sacramento Lowrider Commission, mm-hmm. our our goal and objective is to be in front of the politicians to change the attitude of how they feel about lowriders. We are professionals. Obviously, Lorraine is indicated she's a professional being an educator. Aida is a professional in her own business and prior to that was a lobbyist. So we need to change that culture attitude that we are homeless, uh, we're bums, we're, we're barely making you know our funds. No, we, we are contributors to the economic development of our city and county and we are professionals. So our approach is making sure we share that to the communities that we are here to serve And we are here to assist our communities, we are family, you know, we gather together. In fact, just yesterday, we gathered at the local park and, you know, there were, I don't know, five or six car clubs that were in the needed area, but we gathered because we were gathering in support of one of our fellow commission members, car club member who was feeling, uh, who was come to hard times. She's come to hard times for the medical reasons. And so we, there we are with a basket of, you know, goods and of course financial assistance. So that's who we are. Now under ACR uh, 176, you know, we have to applaud uh, Assemblywoman Rivas what she's doing because she now is becoming our champion, you know, and moving the message nationally not just state of California as an assembly um, uh, resolution, but really at a national level that lowriders are proud, professional and um, very culturally involved with our families because we are lowriders. And and so, you know, we have to thank her and support her because when you look at her, her bill, when she first issued the bill back in February of this year, it was only her name as Mm -hmm. the author. You look at the bill now. I don't know how many names there are. All jumping on board and yeah. support of this resolution to pass. You know, so that the cities, as Lorraine is saying, the cities now can see that the legislature is interested in the well-being and and the fairness of law riders that we bring to the communities and the service that we provide. So we we have to ask her to continue that fight beyond ACR went to 76 because of, there's other laws on the books that we need to change yeah. if you if you were not aware there's a law against having hydraulics mm-hmm. right that's been on the books for decades yeah okay lorraine uh, i mean um uh, councilwoman somebody uh, I- yeah. assemblywoman rivas mm-hmm. help us change that law because lowriders have hydraulics yeah. right right mm-hmm. all of them do for the most part so yeah help us with that yeah. but i'm going to come back to Uh, Yes, ACR 176 is going to help, Lorraine is going to help you in your message to uh, the county on why they should repeal the ordinance, Mm -hmm. but a message that I share to everybody here that is looking to have their ordinance repealed is you have to find your champion at city council or the county level, because that individual is really going to be the impetus of having those rules or ordinances repealed because they do the background work, right? They're Mm -hmm. talking to their council members, their Mm -hmm. board of supervisors, having those sidebar discussions. And, you know, we have that here in Sacramento. And she was Councilwoman Katie Valenzuela. She Mm -hmm. was our champion. And for for the reason she was our champion, we are able to move this quite, quite quickly, you know, in five months versus
2: five years. Nice yes yeah, so those council members are important like in i was mentioned here santa ana right either mm-hmm. highlighted them mm-hmm. council member jonathan hernandez right. brought that to the table katie valenzuela supported sacramento lowrider commission mm-hmm. um i know united lowrider coalition was working closely with them too and so that's why i'm constantly tagging right. yeah. our county supervisor i'm still tagging wendy carrillo although she's a co-author and i know she's in support of acr 176 but like i'm tagging whoever is willing to listen and appreciate and respect the movement because i feel like acr 176 is just a tool to help us get to where we need to be and never in history have we seen something in favor or highlighting cruising culture or low rider culture it's always been on the negative right side yeah and so like i feel like the time is now and if we don't act on it now it we're gonna lose This moment,
1: I agree. I think the time really is now. Like it's so nice to see all this kind of movement, this whole galvanizing of people throughout California. Olivia, thank you for articulating it so well. We do have representatives now, and now is the time that we get with them and we say, "Hey, look, this has been going on. You know, this is family-oriented. You know, we do these uh, going back to school fundraising, and and I know car clubs that do like." um, police fundraising, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing it for years. Turkey bowls with Lifestyle Car Club for the Montebello Police Department. Um, you know, recently I had an interview and he mentioned, you know, we've been doing, you know, these these fundraisers for decades. You know, so you're absolutely right, and, and I think Carlos mentioned it um, or somebody mentioned it. It's the one percent that kind of gives it, or or even. Just how we're being, you know. There's other narratives being put out there for lowriders that, you know, that's gang members, that it's, you know, criminals, and and but we see every time that we're at these gatherings, children. We see culture. We see, you know. Art, artwork you know representative of our, of our community so thank you I appreciate that Olivia it's nice to hear that you've been lowriding for so long and I, I appreciate you um, for you know our, being a predecessor for us
2: maybe Flavio can um, chime in we recently had a meeting of the cities that Sacramento Lowrider Commission has been a host of recently and I often join and then we can highlight um, Flavio had Raul Perales of San Jose he's a council member mm. who's also um, helping San Jose repeal the ordinance so um why don't we go ahead and give a moment to flavio to tell us about yourself flavio what do you do with the commission there and how um you know the council members are crucial to this this fight and continued effort
1: yeah great work great work,
6: Flavio. thank you thank you for having me here uh so i'm actually the community outreach liaison to the sacramento water commission and so one of the things that you know you know this acr 176 and what, it, what it's going to do is it, it won't repeal the, the no cruising ordinance but what it will do is it'll start opening the doors for people within the cities across california to start thinking about hey you know what we need to celebrate the low riding instead of trying to punish the low riding community yeah and so one of the things that we did in sacramento we became the first city in california to remove a no cruising ordinance now mind you when we when we look at these ordinances we've always understood that these ordinances were racial design designed for one purpose in the 80s i mean think about our city our city the ordinance came in, in 1988. now in 1988 I was 18 years old so when i was 15 16 17 i was cruising Mm -hmm. and when we were cruising there was a lot of trouble on the boulevard yeah and so the city of sacramento went and what they did was they created an emergency ordinance okay and in 88 when they did that ordinance it gave the community the police a reason to be able to pull over lowriders a reason to be able to now go you know what yeah you guys look like gang members Oh, matter of fact, you some of you are gang members, and now what it did was it basically threw a net over the community and said, All of you in these cars are gang members. Yeah. And so when we look at, for instance, the Boise report, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Boise report, but the Boise report, it's about a 52-page document. Now, what does Boise got to do with cruising, right? Nothing. But what Boise did was they created a report, they sent out all these letters. And what they did was they basically got all this feedback and it was a way to be able to get feedback within california and the rest of the united states about how to deal with cruising wow and it's interesting because in that 52 page report there's things in that report that say like it's not a cruising issue it's a community issue. Wow. So, what were they saying? Yeah. <laughs> what they were saying was it's a brown issue.
1: I know exactly what they're right? saying. Yeah.
6: Brown yeah, exactly issue. Saying, mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so, that report alone is a document that, that we brought forth and said, you know, you guys are racially profiling us. And it's a civil rights issue. And once we moved in that direction, the dream team that we had of uh, 16 people within our commission, 40 meetings, 40 meetings within three months and being able to remove an ordinance that had been standing for 34 years, when that happened, we understood that it was not going to just be about Sacramento, Mm -hmm. but we understood that it was gonna be about California. Yeah. When we said, okay, it's not just about Sacramento. And so when the time came, we were actually able to uh, chime in in San Jose. And so one of the things that we've done is we created what's called the California uh, uh, No Cruising Ordinance Coalition. And so we've actually had about three to four meetings already. And so with this coalition that we've been kind of spearheading, what it does is it's brought in national cities. It's brought in East L.A., San Fernando Valley. It's brought in San Francisco, San Jose, Santa Rosa, Modesto. It's brought in uh, the Inland Empire. It's brought in all of these uh, councils and Uh, groups that are leading within the community. And what it's done is we're meeting once a month, right? And we've met sometimes twice a month. But the whole purpose of this coalition is to start, as as the ordinances come up, what we do is we start chiming in. We start sending in the letters of support. We start calling in on those meetings when the council members are having them, right? And so it's beautiful because you're seeing the cohesiveness of the lowrider community throughout California. And so it's a beautiful thing, you know. Uh, she's been involved in a couple of the meetings, you know. Uh, uh, you know, National City's been involved in the meetings, but it's a beautiful thing because we just pulled down our last, our the last sign just came down. She was here, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, rain was here, and she was here celebrating with us. And yeah, San Jose, or thirty first of this month, San Jose's pulling down their last sign.
3: Yeah,
6: and so uh, you know, uh, over in. Uh, uh, the city of, uh, what we were just talking about, the, not San Fernando Valley, but Santa Ana. Yeah. We were able to chime in Santa Ana. So right. Santa Ana uh, is now thinking about that, you know, bringing down that ordinance and bringing it up. And so so our goal really has always just been about the lowrider community. Everything we do and everything that we invest in, um, because none of us none of us are getting paid to do any of this, right? But we're here because of the lowriding community and our roots to the lowriding community. To our rasa, yes, you know, but but we also have to understand that it's also a multicultural low riding has become it's a it's worldwide but it's become this thing where it's yes it, it it's you know a lot of the low riding is within the, the, the chicano you know community of course but it's also in the black community it's also you know we have car clubs here in sacramento there that, that are fijian the whole car clubs from from fiji think about right. that right mm-hmm. and uh,
3: right.
6: so it's multicultural and i think that's the thing that the power of of low riding has really done to to the world, mm-hmm. is it's it's the influence of the culture upon our world, and so it's a beautiful thing. And uh, I I congratulate Lorraine for what she's doing there in East LA because it's like, man, I see her everywhere, just fighting and putting up that little sign everywhere. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> and it, it's, yeah. So it's 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 good to see. There it is. There's the sign. There's the famous <laughs> sign. And so I, I I encourage everything that she's doing, you know. But um, but we're definitely doing everything we can for the cities uh, throughout California. Um the coalition that we uh, uh, created, you know, uh, one of those things is that Luz actually reached out to us and said, Hey, I'm just our uh, I'm just
2: the one well, we lost your audio there.
6: And it, it and it's you know it's paid off.
1: Can you, know, you re- it's worked, can You know, it's uh Flavio, can so you re- it's beautiful. Can so you re- repeat that last part one more time? The the conversation you said you had with Luz? We yeah, lost, so Lisa, lost the audio.
6: Um, her actual, her, her head of staff, her head of staff reached out to us and said, "Look, can can you guys start getting, you know, you're getting the community together?" Mm. And so we said, "Sure, we'll spearhead that. Not a problem. We will we will go and we will start reaching into the community because we were already reaching into the community for the ordinance. So because of the ordinance, we were already reaching in to help people with that. And then what we did was we started bringing in. Uh, the 176 you know, conversations started coming in. And then from there we got Adam, Adam that is over in uh, the San Fernando Valley. He has kind of been right there with Luce. And so he knows her, she's attended many of his events in the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. And so he's been kind of the Southern California uh, part of being there because that's where she's at. Okay. And then we've been kind of, I'll be here on our side and we've actually gone to her office because we're in Sacramento. So her office is right here in Sacramento.
1: Right, 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 yeah. So.
6: Uh, so Olivia and actually Fran, uh, uh, Francine Mata, they've actually been to her office, talked with her. And so so we're kind of working together, right? Working together um, and trying to, like you said, we understood that when this ordinance came down, that the time to hit now is like right now. We right. cannot not take this right. from the memory of, of what we've been doing from people's minds. We need to continue to just press in and press in and press in you know, when Chavez did his marches, right? He he kept marching, he kept marching, and kept marching, and kept marching, right? No paro, right? And I think that's one of the things with us, right? Is we can't stop. We have to keep fighting for the rights of low riding throughout California until all of these ordinances are removed and until everybody sees us as as, as everybody else should. Because we're just, we're, this is, you know, if I've, I've always said this is canvas on four wheels. Right. Okay. That's our expression of our art and right. our culture. It is on those lowriders And it's our art. It's our culture. And it should be celebrated. And yeah. and I think that's that's the whole point of this is that we just we don't want people to look at us any different because of the color of our skin. We just want to be accepted as normal people that celebrate our culture and it's our culture and our community and, and it's our lowriding community, yeah. you know, and so So thank you for this, you know, for what you're doing and spreading the word. And so whatever we can do to support always, we're here to to help.
1: And it's definitely worth fighting for. And thank you so much for, you know, for mentioning everything. And congratulations. I mean, it's mega. It should have been a, a community event to take those signs down because we knew exactly what those signs were, you know, placed there and why they were placed there and who they were talking about. So excellent work. Everybody on here, I just want to say I'm so humbled to even share space with you. I can do an episode on my podcast with each one of you individually, you know, and and hopefully we do that soon. I want to give a a last few minutes to uh, uh, Lorraine and Aida to kind of give us, you know, give us, uh, you know, whatever you want to end with, whatever you want to think that, you know, that we need to do. But again, thank you, everybody, for all your work. I am just so impressed and so inspired.
2: Um, I'll just say thank you to um, everyone here. I mean, I started my petition on change.org to um, keep Whittier Boulevard alive before the pandemic because as we were cruising, we would see Whittier Boulevard get shut down. And that was prior to um, all the media attention that the cruising ordinance was receiving. That was in in, um, late 2019 that I started that petition and um, it really grew and took off. I had 1,500 signatures, now I have over 5,000, but I relaunched it again um, when I saw Carlos um, covered through Sacramento Bee um, article and, and the work that they were doing there in Sacramento, and then Jovita Ariano with United Lowrider Coalition who Aida works closely with. I wouldn't really, I would have felt defeated had I had not had people like who are here with me and you today. So um, I I just, I love them. I mean, they don't know how much I love them. I I just love them. They've given me so much hope and so much light on a global platform, not just here in our our little space in LA, but when I saw the work they were doing, it gave me the ganas. It gave me like, okay, I can do this. There's other people fighting the good fight. And so I just pay so much respect to United Lowrider Coalition, Sacramento Lowrider Commission, all the other people, the car clubs that are involved in the movement, they've been fighting this fight long before me. I know I'm just a solo writer, but someone once told me from Brown Issues, don't cut myself short, Carlos, our other Carlos. Um, And so um, they've all given me so much inspiration. So I just thank them because I could not fight the good fight without People that I have before me today, even you, Raul, creating this space. Angela, who you don't see, but she provided this lovely space. I'll have to show you guys the background. But um, Hello Stranger is a place that pays homage to the lowrider community and culture. Mm-hmm. Her her space here, she has a Gypsy Rose bar, um, and it's candied you know, mm-hmm. with all the roses and the webbing. All the spaces pay homage to lowriders, so I thank Angela Romero, I thank all the people who Raul has already interviewed, they've inspired me, Denise Sandoval, who I've been working with, uh, and and I know that I'm just, they pass the baton to me, and I'm holding it, and I'll pass it, the baton to everyone else who wants to join forces um, because I know I'm not alone in this fight and people have been doing it before me, they're doing it now with me and they're gonna continue to do it in the future. Mm -hmm. So I think together we need to stick together And we need to continue to uplift one another and encourage one another and find any means that celebrates the low riding community, our people and our continued efforts and struggle to fight for equity, as I had pointed out, not only amongst ourselves, but within our communities and beyond. Right. Mm -hmm. So justice is is a big factor. So I just want to say thank you. And I'm so grateful to To those of you here and Angela Romero for lending her space and you Raul and all the the car clubs and low rider communities who are even giving me an ounce of of their ear and heart to listen um, on the cruising ordinance and repealing it together.
1: Thank you. Yeah, La Lucha Sigue. Um, and, and it's wonderful to be, you, you know, a small piece of, like, how many people that we represent, you know, how many car clubs, how many solo riders, how many youth are building bikes, how many, you know what I mean? Like, how many hoppers, mm-hmm. how many traditional low riders, all this whole platform, this whole, you know, different... Um, you know a variety of what low writing is to us and what it's meant to us and what it meant to our parents and grandparents and the zoot suitors so mm-hmm. it's mega you know when we think about it this way and i I've, I've started this small platform just to make sure that i recognize those that came before me so either please you know if you have any closing statements for us uh go ahead take us home
4: yes my goodness lauren you you quite you said it all right it's it's really been an honor uh to be amongst uh, giants in our community, um, and it's it's really been an honor uh, to take part in a lot of this um, here in National City, but uh, to be inspired by our brothers and sisters out in Sacramento and San Jose and Los Angeles. Trust me, Los Angeles is not a small town, Amiga. <laughs> it is the second largest city in the in the world, I think. So it, you're you're doing quite a, um, a a big feat out there, and and I think it's it's in part to what we're all doing, we're all helping each other out and and quite literally we we are so much stronger when we come together as a coalition um, and, and as a community and I think people often forget how big Chicanos and, and Latinos really are in, in in California what big of a push we really are and that will just, you know, echo a lot of the same sentiments that were shared but to encourage our community members, however disillusioned you may be, however difficult it may get, please never concede your vote. Make sure you go out and vote and practice that as often as you can. Whenever there's an election or even a special election, um, we really have to hold elected officials accountable. We elect them, we put them there, and we can take it away too. And I think it's critical that we remind folks of that. and And I just I, I want to give you love, uh, support, un un abrazo when I when I we get to see each other in person. You know keep fighting the good fight you know where we're going to get to where we want to aspire to and i i believe we'll get on we'll get to the other side and we'll get to celebrate all of us together but uh you know siguele adelante con muchas muchas ganas y los quiero mucho thank you
2: thank you aida and one more i need to um, say thank you to my husband my husband vince vicente's been following me all over town my kids they've been sharing me and they see me fight. If it's not with my educators um, and sharing me with them, then they have to share me over here. My husband invested in the classic cars and lowriders, so I wouldn't even be here in the first place. And I followed him to LA. So thank you to my husband, Vicente, Vinson, hip hop. I mean, he's been my biggest um, supporter and so have my three children and many of my family and friends. And so I have to say thank you to him and not leave him out. I love you, babe.
1: all right thank you guys so much for the time um look out for the episode that's drifting on memories podcast you can hear it on spotify apple uh, podcast google podcast um thank you all so much i think the conversation will will keep going i think more will be revealed i think the la lucha sigue i think we'll bring more people in again i am just so honored everybody's here thank you again Bye -bye.